With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Lord, we worship you. of your holiness. You're worthy of all the glory, of all the honor, of all the praise. You are our everything. Jesus. Jesus. Oh, how I love you. Jesus, 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 Jesus. You're worthy, Lord. You're worthy, Master. You're worthy of all the praise. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Oh, how I love to call on your great name. Savior, we give you all of the glory. 
name of the Lord Jesus, in the strong tower. He is our shield. He is our buckler. He is our very present help in a time of trouble. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. We were created to worship him. We were created to offer him the fruit of our lips and the sacrifice of the Jesus, Jesus, oh Jesus, how I love to call on your great name. Anything that is praiseworthy in our lives, it comes from our God has blessed us. God has given us life. He has given us health. He has given us strength. And all he asks for in return is that we might love him. The Bible says to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, soul, strength, and mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. On these two hang all the laws and the prophets. God said, that's all I've been trying to get man to do. It's love. Father, we love you this evening. With the same love that you bestowed upon us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. life. We thank you for everlasting life. We thank you for salvation. about a particular uh, event, about a particular circumstance. 
And he'll listen to us because he's our heavenly father. He will listen to us. Even though sometimes we'd be wrong, even though sometimes we will have a messed up view of whatever it is we are looking at, God will listen to us. But then he will always come in just as a loving father and give us his perfect opinion of things. He will show us some things. He asked one prophet, he said, you see these dry bones? And he asked the prophet, he said, can these bones live? And the prophet said, you know, sovereign Lord, only, only you know. And God did know. And he told the prophet to prophesy unto those bones. And when he began to prophesy, when Ezekiel began to prophesy into those bones, they came back to life. They came, the, the muscles and the sinews, they came back to life. You say, Apostle, what does this have to do with me? Yeah, I want to encourage somebody under the sound of my voice that there are some circumstances and some situations in your life that are waiting for you to prophesy, waiting for you to speak God's word concerning that marriage, waiting for you to speak God's word concerning that job, waiting for you to speak God's word, not pastor, not the bishop, not the apostle. But there are some circumstances in your life, my brother and my sister, that God is waiting for you to prophesy concerning. And just as when Ezekiel began to prophesy, watch this now, the life did not come back into the bones because God prophesied. The life came back into the bones when Ezekiel prophesied. In other words, God said, look, I, can, I could get everything straight if I wanted to. But God says, if I got everything straight, what would be the purpose of you? What good would you be? God wants you and I to speak for him, to speak his word, to do his will, that lives may be changed, that things may change in our lives for the better. Prophesy. God told Ezekiel, you do the prophesying. You speak concerning this situation. And I'm here to let somebody know under the sound of my voice that when we begin to speak God's word concerning various situations in our life, we will begin to see a very positive and substantial change. We looked at capital A in our outline. Do you see? Do you see? We looked earlier today at 1 Kings chapter 20, verse 13, when the prophet asked King Ahab, do you see this vast army? And he let Ahab know that God, this very day, God was going to deliver it into your hands. But he asked him first, do you see it? God allowed the king to look at a vast army that was much more powerful than his own, had much more people than his own, much more equipment than his own, but then God said, I'm going to deliver it into your hands. You say, Apostle, what does that mean to me? There are going to be some situations in our life, children of God, that God wants us to know for a certainty that we could not handle, we could not do on our own. But the grace of God operating in our life will bring us the victory. We could not have saved ourselves, children of God. There is nothing we could have done to have saved ourselves. But it was the grace and the mercy of our God that brought us into the family of God. There are some blessings coming your way, child of God, that you could not get on your own, that you could not pull off, that you could not do on your own. It will take God's grace, God's unmerited favor to bring to pass those things in your life, and he will do it in Jesus' name. It brings us on down to number two under capital A. We're going to look at 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 25. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 25. And we are going to be very brief this evening, children of God, as we had a great time, a very great time in this morning. 1 Samuel 
chapter 17. First Samuel chapter 17 and verse 25 from the New International Version. Our scripture reads, Now the Israelites had been saying, Do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give him his daughter in marriage and will exempt his father's family from taxes in Israel. First Samuel, once again, chapter 17, verse 25. Do you, now the Israelites had been saying, do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give him his daughters in marriage and will exempt his father's family from taxes in Israel. Capital A under our outline, do you see? Do you see? Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we bless your name this afternoon for you our God, and beside you there is none other. Father, we thank you for the privilege to be able to worship you in spirit and in truth. Just as physical exercise strengthens our bodies, makes our bodies work better, makes our bodies look better, spiritual exercise strengthens our spiritual man, makes our spiritual man stronger, makes our spiritual man look better unto you. We pray, Father, that you will speak in our midst, as your people are gathered in the four corners of the earth, not to hear words of man, not for a form of fashion, but to hear words from your storehouse of wisdom. May you give us a word this evening, Father, that will change our lives, will alter our stories, and will cause us to grow stronger in you and in your mighty power. Forgive us, Father, of our sins and our iniquities, which we have grievously committed against you in thought, word, or deed. And we humbly ask, Father, that you will continue to lead and guide us in your paths of righteousness for your name's sake. This is our prayer. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Capital A, do you see? First Samuel chapter 17 is a very familiar chapter in the Bible as it deals with the story of David and Goliath. David, the youngest of Jesse's sons, had gone down to take some food items to his brothers who were serving in the Israelite army. David was not an official member of the Israelite army. He was not an official soldier. He was not an official warrior, but yet he had an anointing from God and a courage from God that was exactly what the nation needed. You say, Apostle, what does that mean to me? You may not have an official title by men. You may not 
have an official degree by men, but I'm here to let you to know, child of God, that by the spirit and the power that God has placed within you, you are exactly what your generation needs. I want to talk to somebody today. Never think that you are a mistake. Never think that it was by happenstance that, that, that you were born or that you have come into existence. As a child of God, you have exactly what this generation needs. You have the wisdom from God that this generation needs. You have the power from God that this generation needs. You have the word of God that this generation needs. David was taking lunch to his brothers. And when he arrived at the battlefront, he saw and heard some things that were very disturbing to him. If you go back to 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 20, the Bible says, Early in the morning, David left the flock with a shepherd, loaded up and set out as Jesse had directed. He reached the camp as the army was going out to its battle positions, shouting the war cry. Israel and the Philistines were drawing up their lines facing each other, David left his things with the keeper of supplies, ran to the battle lines, and greeted his brothers. As he was talking with them, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, stepped out from his lines and shouted his usual defiance. The Bible says, and David heard it. Oh, my, my. And David heard it. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? The Israelite army who were sent to protect the nation against the Philistines. The Philistines were a group of people that gave the Israelites problems for hundreds and hundreds of years. They had a champion named Goliath who stood nearly 10 feet tall. He, had, he was a pagan uh, false god worshiper. Now, understand something, child of God. Any of the soldiers in the army of Israel could have defeated Goliath. But the problem was they had allowed themselves to become brainwashed and brought under subjection to the doctrine of Goliath. Now, you say, Apostle, what, 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 what does this mean? They had sat there and listened to Goliath for 40 days and 40 nights, uttering his usual defiance against the Israelite army. And instead of standing up boldly and, and rebuking Goliath, as you see that David did, they kept listening at that nonsense. I want to encourage somebody today under the sound of my voice, quit listening, quit listening to nonsense, quit listening to nonsense. Stand on what God has said. Let what God has said be the focus in your life. Let what God has said be the focus in your marriage. Let what God has said be the focus in your ministry and in your vision. Don't keep listening because if you keep listening to the nonsense of the adversary, you will fall under the spell of the adversary. Bible says David heard it. Now David had not been there for the last 40 days and 40 nights listening to the nonsense of Goliath. David had been in communion with God. David had been hearing what God had to say, and this was why David had the courage to come against Goliath. His focus and his attention was only on what God said. See, see understand this, children of God. What the world will do is much like warming a frog up in hot water. You take a frog and put him in cold water, and 
Let the water warm up gradually. Put the water on a stove and put fire under it. Let the water warm up gradually. You know, he'll, he'll sit right there in the water and almost cook to death because the water is warming up gradually. He can't hardly tell the change. The change is happening gradually, little by little by little. Now, if you were to take him and put him in a pot of boiling water, he would jump right out because he would know immediately that this is too hot. I can't handle this. But if you warm the water up gradually, you say, Apostle, what is the, what is the parable? The parable is what the adversary wants to do in our lives is he wants to, sudden, he wants to subtly slide us over to his side, subtly slide us over to his way of thinking, subtly slide us over to his way of believing. The Israelite soldiers had listened to Goliath every morning, the Bible says, and every evening Goliath would come out standing nearly 10 feet tall and utter his usual defiance. He would, get, he would come out and speak against the Lord, speak against the Lord's servants, speak against the things of God, and the Israelite soldiers had become, they had become in tune to what he was saying. But the Bible says that David heard it. I encourage somebody under the sound of my voice that God wants you to be modern-day Davids. God wants you to be, you and I, to be modern-day Davids, individuals that are so in tune with what God wants and how God wants things and what God has said about things that when the adversary presents himself, no matter how big, no matter how strong, no matter how powerful, we will be ready to come against it in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. David heard it. The Bible says when the Israelites saw the man, they all ran from him in great fear. Now, we're talking about do you see? Do you see? Now, 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 this is very important here because what you see is often affected by what you have heard. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me talk about that for a minute. What you and I see is often affected by what you and I have heard. Why is it we call an elephant an elephant? Why is it we don't call an elephant a chicken and a chicken an elephant? Because we have heard. We have heard somebody told us that that is an elephant and that is a chicken. So what we have heard now when we see an elephant, immediately it comes to mind. We don't think chicken as soon as we see elephant. We immediately think elephant when we see elephant. Why? Because of what we have heard. This is why God tells us not to, be, not to conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our minds. God says, let me talk to you differently than the world so you can see things differently than the world. God's word is different from the world's word. So God wants to fill you and I up with his word so that we will see things differently than the world. David saw things differently. The other Israelite soldiers were running away from Goliath. The Bible tells us David ran to Goliath. When it was time for fighting, David ran right straight to Goliath. Why? Because he had a transformed mind that had not been corrupted by the doctrine that was so prevalent of his day. Most anybody with any common sense would have ran from Goliath. But David said, I'm not operating with common sense. David said, I'm operating with supernatural sense. And I want to encourage somebody today under the sound of my voice that supernatural sense will take you further than common sense all day and all night. Mm -hmm. Now the Israelites had been saying, 
do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. Now, now, now look at what's happening here. Because everybody saw the problem. They, all the Israelites saw the problem. But they weren't doing anything about the problem. You say, Apostle, what, what, what is the importance with that right there? It's a difference between seeing the problem, whether it's a problem in you, whether it's a problem in your marriage, whether it's a problem in your relationship, whether it's a problem in your church, whether it's a problem in your business, in your finances. It's a difference between seeing the problem and doing something about the problem. I want to encourage you, child of God, under the sound of my voice. Don't just see the problem. The Bible says that the Israelites had been saying, do you see how this man keeps coming out? He comes out to defy Israel. The king will give great wealth to the man who kills him. He will also give him his daughter in marriage and will exempt his father's family from taxes in Israel. The Israelites saw exactly what the problem was, but it takes somebody with courage. It takes somebody with, with authority. It takes somebody with the power of God to do something about the problem. I encourage you, child of God, don't just be a spectator. Don't just be a spectator. Don't be a spectator. In every generation, in every society, in every culture, there are problems. I want to ask you under the sound of my voice, are you a part of your societies, the problems in your society, or are you a part of the solutions in your, of your society's problems? Every one of us. Are we a part of the problem? See, understand something. As, as, as a black man, I know that our race has problems. Black race, we, we've got problems. Humanity we've got problems. As a man, we, men, we have problems. Every group that you are a part of out there under the sound of my voice, your group has problems. If you out there under the sound of my voice and you white, don't you know white folk got some problems? If you out there under the sound of my voice and you from Africa, don't you know Africans got some problems? If you out there under the sound of my voice and you are a, a, a woman, don't you know that women got some problems? If you out there under the sound of my voice and you are a man, don't you know that men have some problems? But the question is not whether your group or your nation or your church or your country or your business has problems, but are you a part of the problem or are you a part of the solution? The problem in our scripture, as we examine these scriptures, is that the Israelite soldiers had lacked courage to come against what they knew was wrong. David was part of the solution. David had the courage. And not only had the courage, but he acted on the courage, and he came against the problem of his day. I encourage you, child of God, come against the problems of your day. Come against the problems of your race. Come against the problems of your gender. Come against the problems. In the pro come against the problems that your life and my life may make things better. Do you see? Yes, yes, they saw, but they did nothing. God does not show you problems, child of God, for nothing. Anytime you look and see a problem and you discern that there is a problem, God intends for you and I to do something about that problem. David said, I'm not just seeing the problem. David said, I'm not just recognizing that Goliath is a scourge in Israel. David said, I'm going to do something about this problem. This is why his name goes down in history. This is why he was, God called David a man after God's own heart. You see, men that are after God's own heart, they do something about problems. You know, I remember years ago I was over in Europe, and I had, I had done, watched some programs about every culture has different 
norms. In Europe, different parts of Europe, you will have men that maybe a group of friends will go out for dinner, and the men will almost get into a fight as to who's going to pay the check. Oh, no, I got it. No, I got it. I got it. Oh, you got it. Well, now, you know, over here in our culture, <laughs> you know, over here in our culture, Cassidy go go to dinner and he ain't got no money. He, he, but, uh, you know, and I remember reading about how that, that, that in their particular culture, that it's just a norm that men take care of things. Men, that's just a part of their culture. So, so, so this translates when friends go out, you know, different ones, you know, uh, they, almost, they will almost go to get it to fight to see who's going to take care. Because in their culture, men take care of things. They just take, that's, just, that's what they're taught. That's what they're brought up to believe. That's what they're brought up to do. Now, you take many of us African-American men over here in the United States. I even hear some saints laughing in my headset from other countries there. I ain't <laughs> You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? As children of God, I encourage you under the sound of my voice. It's our responsibility to take care of things. Whether we males, whether we females, whether we young, whether we old, as children of God, it is our responsibility to take care of things. God says we are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. Believe it or not, uh, 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 my brother or my sister, we are the leaders in the earth. Never mind your political, all that kind of stuff. That's what men set up. It's the church that men are supposed to be able to look to for answers. It's the church that men are able to be able to look to and see how to reconnect with the creator. It's the church that men and women are supposed to be able to look to and find some soundness and find some stability in very, very turbulent times. Do you see? Yes, yes, the Israelites saw. But David went beyond seeing. I encourage you. Go beyond seeing. Let us be not just seers of the word or hearers of the word, like the scripture says. But David said, I'm going to do this thing. David said, I'm, even though I'm not in the army, David said, I'm going to do what army, what soldiers are supposed to do. David, not even, David wasn't even in the army, but David said, I'm going to show you all that are in the army what a soldier is supposed to do. A soldier is supposed to fight. A soldier is not supposed to run. A soldier... David asked the men standing near him, verse 26, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? David said, I don't like his disrespect. David said, the first problem I got with him is that his foreskin on his penis is still there. David said, I can't, one of the saints is laughing. David said, I can't get past the fact that his penis still has foreskin on it. David said, he's, un, he's uncircumcised. He's uncircumcised. Now, understand, children of God, that circumcision, I'm still hearing one of the saints laughing in, in, my, in my headset. Understand that circumcision, long in this time, was a sign of covenant relationship God. Much like you and I today, now as children of God, now that we have received the Holy Spirit, we are in covenant relationship with God. In essence, what David was saying is that Goliath ain't even saved. Goliath is not even a member of God's chosen people. 
David said, look, he is doing too much talking, too much disrespect to still have foreskin on his penis. David said, I can't, I can't. One of the saints is laughing here. But David said, who is this uncircumcised? David didn't say, who is this 10-foot Philistine? David said, uncircumcised. David didn't say, who is this, this fighting man Philistine? David said, look, I ain't dealing with none of that. David said, I got an unction that his foreskin is still on his penis. And as long as the foreskin is still on his penis, I know he's not in a covenant relationship with God. Because had he been in a covenant relationship with God on the eighth day, that foreskin would have been gone. David said, all I'm seeing is a man that's out of covenant relationship with God. There are certain things that men and women that are not in covenant relationship with God got no business saying. There are things that men and women who are not in covenant relationship with God have no business saying and doing. David said, who, who, who? This uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God. They repeated to him what they had been saying, what they had been saying, and told him, This is what will be done for the man who kills him. Now, watch this now, children of God, because some of you all need to hear this. Look at verse 28. When Eliab, you remember Eliab, the first one that his daddy brought out when it was time to anoint the king, oldest brother, tall, good-looking, reminded Samuel a lot of the first king of Israel, Saul, the one who David ended up being anointed king instead of. When Eliab, David's oldest brother, heard him speaking with the men, he burned with anger at him and asked, why have you come down here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep in the desert? I know how conceited you are and how wicked your heart is. You came down only to watch the battle. Now, this is David's brother. This is David's own blood. Talking to him any kind of way. See, some of you all got this thing very, very backwards. See, David was, the reason why David was there was to bring him some what? Some food. David was coming down because his three oldest brothers, Eliab, Obadiah, and Shammah, they were serving in the army. David was coming down bringing food for them. And now, look how you're talking to me. I'm the one that's been sent to feed you. I'm the one that's been sent to bring provisions. I'm the one that's sent to do you good. And you're going to talk to me and treat me any kind of way. Some of you all have got this thing all backwards out here. I don't care whether you're family or not. You will not treat me. What? In a kind of way. We're about done. Some of you saints coming in late. You done missed this thing. You done missed it. <laughs> the Bible said, David asked the question in verse 29, now what have I done? You know, obviously this was some treatment that David had been receiving from Eliab. You know how sometimes people... First thing, you know, they come in, they mad with you, they got a problem with you, they don't wear. Now, question you ask, well, what have I done now? Understand, child of God, there's some folk that just just think about you and get upset. <laughs> <laughs> Understand, children of God, there's some folk, there's some folk out there that when they hear your name, they temperature rise. <laughs> David said, now, what have I done? Said David, can I even speak? 
There's some folk that when they hear your voice, it just it just does something to their nerves. Well, look at what David does in verse 30, and we can ready to close this out here because we got one or two things to do here at the church. Don't close. I'm enjoying it. One of the saints is hollering, don't close. They're, they are enjoying it. Praise God. The Bible says David turned away to someone else. See, that's revelation right there, man of God. One of the saints is some of the saints is hollering out. So you got to learn how to get to some folk that will appreciate you. Don't spend and waste a whole lot of time in places where you are tolerated. Find yourself a place where you are appreciated. Hallelujah. I ain't got to waste my time with a bunch of jokers that really don't want me around, a bunch of jokers that every time they hear my name, they, they are all ready to fight and don't want me. I, 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 no problem. One of the saints said, I'm going to just leave. You ain't, I, this world is big enough, and there's enough folk in it for you to go your way and for me to go mine. Anytime you see a lot of quarreling out of people, oftentimes all that is is a sign that we need to separate. Hmm. That's all that, all that means. If me and you right steady, you know, I'm trying to pull some hot grease on you, you trying to bust out all the windows in my car, it's time for me and you. <laughs> It's time for me and you to separate. Because God said, I'm still asking a question. How can two walk together lest they agree? Mm-hmm. But see, if you move in with God and his instructions for your life, and I'm moving with God and his instructions for my life, we're going to find fellowship one what? With another. Saints, let's get ready to close this on out. Do you see? One of the saints, one of the brothers, I, I was closing out because I knew you. We had some business meeting, and you had to take care. Brother said, you just thought. David turned away to someone else and brought up the same matter. But see, the truth of the matter is, children of God, sometimes folk outside your family will treat you better than those inside your family. Mm-hmm. Just saying, somebody got Somebody got Is that what you want? May be in your family. May not. May be in your country. May not. May be in your church, may not. I encourage you out there under the sound of my voice, child of God, there are some people that will celebrate you. Amen. Everybody is not jealous of you. Everybody is not envious of you. See, a lot of this that was spilling out of the mouth of Eliab, David's older brother, was a, was the result of jealousy, was the result of envy. Don't you know there's some folk out there that's upset with you because you look better than them? Don't you know there's some folk out there that's upset with you because you're making more money than them? Don't you know there's some folk out there that can't stand you because you're more anointed with them than them? Don't you know there's some folk out there because you're driving a better car, you're driving a BMW, and I'm driving a hoopty? It's some folk that's upset with us. <laughs> Praise the living God. Eliab should have left that mess back at Jesse's house. But now he done brought that mess all to the war. So now, watch this now. See, this is what's amazing. This is, watch this now. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This is what's amazing with folk that be out of fellowship with God. Eliab had plenty of courage to attack David, but every time Goliath came out, he was running like a, like, running like a wet puppy. Eliab had plenty of courage to fire off on David. He, in other words, he had plenty of courage to come against the Lord's anointed. But here, if you really want to show some courage, Eliab, how about you jumping on this 10-foot Philistine that's out here? Oh, man. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 
I'm not going to get into that too much there because that, that's a sermon in and of itself. That's a sermon in and of itself. But David turned. David turned away to someone else. He brought up the same matter, and the men answered him as before. What David said was overheard. Now, we've got two important things here, children of God, that you want to keep in mind. You got what? You got what Goliath said that was overheard by David. And you got what David said that was overheard by the king. Now, now, now just keep this in mind. Goliath had said the wrong thing, and it got heard by the right man. David said the right thing, and it got heard by the right man. What David said made it all the way to the king's ear. And as a result of what David said, what came out of his mouth that was so different from anything else anybody else was saying, Eliab won't say it. Obadiah won't say it. Shammah won't say it. David was saying that which was so different from everybody else in the army that his words got to the king. Oh, now you say, Apostle, what, what is the significance there? Apostle, we're waiting on you. Okay, well, I'm waiting on God. God says that if you see a man skilled in his work, he will not serve before obscure men. He will serve before kings. The wisdom of God, the courage of God, the, the, the anointing of God, even though it was spoken in the trenches, it made its way to the king's ear. I want to encourage you, child of God, to speak God's word, to proclaim God's word. And even though it may seem like and look like folk are not really hearing and folk are not really paying any attention, God's word echoes in eternity. One of the saints is hollering that God's word will not come back void. Oh, I know that the Lord has already revealed to me all these thousands of downloads of this broadcast that are going. I know some of you politicians and leaders and different ones. I know some of you have tuned in and heard what this, who is this little apostle, this little apostle called himself apostle. Right? Oh, I know. God done already revealed it to me. God's word will not come back. Boy. Listen, listen out there. Some of you all, you can try to hide from God's word. God will fix it up. God will, God's word is so penetrating that God's word will fish you out. You can be trying to hide somewhere in your bedroom with the lights turned off and, and the door locked. God's word will fish you out. Well, you say, Apostle, well, why you tell us that? Well, you might as well come on out in the open because God says that there's nothing in all creation that's hidden from my eyesight anyway. God says everything is uncovered and laid bare before my eyes to whom you must give an account. We might as well come on out. God says I see it anyway. Come on, saints. We've got to close this message now. We can't turn this into an all-night service. David turned, and the Bible says what David said was overheard and reported to Saul, and Saul sent for him. David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. David said, look, I may not be in the army. Y'all might just be looking at me as a delivery boy. You see, I brought all them cheeses down here, and I brought these loaves of bread. But David said, I want to let somebody know I'm much more than a delivery boy. 
Mm. I want to encourage you, child of God. I don't know how your family see you. I don't know how your generation sees you, but I'm here to let you know that you much more. You much more than what they say about you on your job. You much more than what they saying about you in the in the community. You much more, child of God. God says, I've got a surpassingly great power that's at work within you. God said, you're much more than your flaws. You're much more than your sins. You're much more than your past hurts. You're much more than your difficulties. You are much more. God says, you're more than conquerors. God said, let me put this thing plainly for my children, and I hope my children are hearing me. God says, you are more than conquerors. I know y'all just see me as a small boy. I know y'all just see me as a delivery boy, but David said, what I'm getting ready to let you see is the anointing that's in me. See, y'all don't, y'all, see, 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 some of you all understand my boy. Folk have seen you, and they haven't seen the anointing in you yet. <laughs> and see, that's why folk, see, that's why sometimes folk, you know, that's why sometimes folk don't really, when they see the anointing, folk be shocked. Because I just thought that was David. I just thought that was the delivery boy. I just thought that was my friend. I just, uh, I, I'm much more. I'm carrying a lot more than what you can see. I'm carrying a lot more, David said, I'm carrying a lot more than what you can comprehend. I'm carrying a lot more than what you can imagine. Put me in my element. Put me in my element. See, you see, 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 they got me delivering cheeses. And David said, I'll do that. They got me delivering loaves of bread. I'll do that. I'll do that because David said, I'm humble enough to serve. But when you put me in my element, you're going to see a mighty warrior emerge. Good God in here. David said, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight. David said, now, fight? Did you somebody say, I'll bring cheeses. I'll bring cheese. I'll bring bread. I'll, I'll come on down here and bring report back to my daddy. But when I hear fight, David said, that's what I do. Even when, <laughs> even, even, watch this now. Saints, we got to close down. We got to close down. When David's son Absalom, some of you all that know the scriptures very well, David had a son Absalom, beautiful boy. The Bible said there was no one in all Israel so highly praised for his handsome appearance as Absalom. He didn't have a blemish on him from the top of his head to the sole of his feet. Good looking boy. He went berserk. Run David out of the palace, slept with David's concubines on the roof, made sure everybody could see it. He was getting it, getting it. Getting it. Oh, oh, Absalom <laughs> went off on the deep. And run David out, you know. David and his men, the ones that were loyal to him, had to run out because of David's own son, Absalom. And there Absalom had messed around. One of David's chief officials had slipped back into Absalom's camp and gave Absalom some false information. But one of the things that was told to Absalom, because Absalom was debating, do we attack now while they're weak, tired, or do we wait? And one of David's, one of Absalom's officials said, look, you know your father, David. He fights like a bear robbed of his cubs. Now, you mess around, you want to get a fight, go in a cave and steal a bear cub and take out running and talk about you got something special. <laughs> that bear will chase you down. That bear will, turn, will break out windows in your car. That bear will do to get its cubs back. But one of the officials, one of Absalom's officials said, you know your father David. He fights like a bear that has been robbed of his cubs. 
David was a little fella, not much bigger than one of the young men here, 17 years old. Wasn't the biggest, but when it comes fighting time, you wished you would have picked on somebody else. You wish you would have started a fight with somebody. Don't you know that I'm hearing Goliath in the spirit now? When, when Goliath messed around and got himself busted in the head real good, I know he was wishing he had fought somebody else, that he had picked somebody else to pick on. I'm here to let you to know, child of God, that anybody that's picking on you, a time is going to come, they have wished they had picked on somebody else. Come on, let's close this message out now. Let's close this message. Saul replied, now watch this now, here's where you've got to be careful, child of God, because you know that God has, has, has anointed you, you know that God has empowered you, you know that God, that this is what you do, but listen at the Saul's. See, you've got to be careful of the Saul's in your life. Now, if I had to preach a little bitty message, I'd call it, be careful of the Saul's in your life. Just be careful of the Saul's. Listen at Saul. Saul replied, you are not able to go out against this Philistine and fight him. The souls in our life represent the people that doubt our anointing. Uh-huh. The souls in our life represent the people that doubt the grace that God has placed on our lives. God was telling David, you can go, you can do it, you can be victorious. Souls will be in the background saying, you, you, maybe you need to wait. <laughs> the souls the souls in your life will be telling you, no, you know you can't do that. You ain't got enough money to do that. The souls in your life, the souls. You are not able. You see, and God says, Robert, the reason why my children have souls in their life, because oftentimes souls are individuals that have not seen your anointing in full gear. The souls in your life are people that look at you based on simple human considerations. In other words, they know you by the flesh and not by the spirit. The Bible says, know no man by the flesh, but by the spirit. See, you can't know me until you know my spirit. David said, what I'm getting ready to do, Saul, because you have taken a good look at my flesh and you have sized me up based on my flesh. But David said, what I'm about to do is I'm going to introduce you to my spirit. David said, I'm going to introduce you to my God. I want to encourage somebody today. There are some people that are looking at you, child of God, that need to be introduced to your God. <laughs> Saul said you can't go. Saul said you can't do it. Saul said you can't fight. Saul said you're getting ready to get yourself beat to death, but I encourage you, child of God, whatever God has told you you can do, you can do it. In Jesus' name. David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep when a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock. David said, I went after it, struck it, rescued it from its mouth. And when it turned on me, David said, yeah. David said, I done had some stuff that has turned on me. And David said that when it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This, uh, David said, I'm back to that foreskin on the front of his penis. I can't get past that. David said, this uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. David said, this man has got two problems that will cause him to die today. 
Number one, he still got the foreskin left on his penis. Now, had he just went around with the foreskin on his penis and left God's people alone, he might could have lived another day. But that's the first problem. But number two, he has defied. He has come against the armies of the true and living God. And David said those two things right there spell a death sentence for Goliath this day. See, you've got to understand, child of God, that David didn't just fight Goliath. David prophesied against Goliath. David told Goliath, the Goliath was like, ah, oh, look at what am I, a dog? You come at me with sticks. And David said, this very day, I'm going to cut your head off, and I'm going to feed your carcass to the birds of the air. David prophesied to Goliath. I want you to encourage you, child of God, don't just fight your Goliaths. Begin to prophesy. Begin to speak God's word. Begin to speak God's word on those situations in your life that are troubling you. Begin to speak God's word to those family members who doubt your anointing and doubt your... Begin to speak God's word. Prophesy to your Goliath. Don't just fight them. Some of us just want to fight. Just want to fight. God is saying, open your mouth. Open your mouth. Prophesy. David, watch this now. Watch this now. Watch this. Philistine came to David in verse 42. The Bible says he looked at David, saw he was only a boy, ruddy and handsome, and he despised him. He said, David, am I a dog that you come at me with sticks? The Philistine cursed David by his God. Come here, he said. I'll give you flesh to the birds of the air and the beasts of the field. David said to the Philistine, See, some of you all under the sound of my voice, you ain't talking enough. You ain't letting, you ain't letting your Goliaths know where you stand. Open, don't just fight. Open your mouth. Let Goliath know I'm here. Let Goliath know who I serve. Let Goliath know who I stand for. Let Goliath know I'm not backing down. You may have bullied my three oldest brothers. You may have bullied my cousin and my uncle, my uncle Gilead. But uh, David said, I'm, I'm here, and I ain't going nowhere. David said to the Philistine, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Now watch this. David said, I'm giving me to prophesy now. So you've got to catch David was a prophet too. David said, this day. David said, I'm not going to, uh-uh. David said, no, I'm not going to hit you upside the head and put you into a terminal, terminal illness and six years from now you're going to die. Uh-uh. David said, this day the Lord will hand you over to me. And I'll strike you down, cut off your head today. David said, I'm talking about David. Said, Look, I'm opening up a can of butt whoop on you today, Goliath. You ain't got it. See, Goliath, you don't let your past success lead you into a future failure. Uh-huh, Goliath, you've been whooping a whole lot of folk and bullying a whole lot of folk. But David said, God has given me a word concerning you today. I'm going to give you a carcass of the whole Philistine army to the birds of the air and the beast of the earth, and the whole world will know that there is God in Israel. I'm here to encourage you, child of God. Somebody needs to know that there is God in these last and evil days through you. I'm not talking about through apostle. I'm not talking about through pastor. I'm not talking about through bishop. There's some folk that need to see a manifestation of the power of God through you. David said, this day, I ain't, David said, I ain't even in the army. I ain't even in the army. But I'm going to still show you what an army man is supposed to do. David said, I ain't been through none of your basic training. David said, I ain't been through all of the stuff that you all consider necessary for a soldier. David said, but what I do know is God. And what I am coming out and coming against Goliath with is the power 
and the courage and the anointing of God. And I want to encourage you, child of God, that what man's titles can't get done, God's power can. But man's titles, what man's cannot get done, God's power. Army men saw problems. They saw the problem. But they were powerless to do anything about it. The anointed of God not only saw the problem, but he did something. The Bible says that as the Philistine moved close to attack David, David ran quickly toward the battle line to meet him. Reaching into his bag, he took out a stone, slung it, struck the Philistine on the forehead. The stone sunk deep in his forehead, and he fell face down on the ground. David ran over. He triumphed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone. Without a sword in his hand, he struck down the Philistine and killed him. David ran over, stood over him, took hold of Goliath's sword, drew it from the scabbard. After he killed him, he cut off his head with Goliath's own sword. And that day, a great victory was brought. And a, a victory that has gone down throughout the ages, a victory that will serve as a source of encouragement to you and I, children of God, thousands of years later as we face our Goliath. One of the main things that you will need to face your Goliath is, first of all, courage. Courage will carry you, uh, courage will carry you into some places that, that, that fear will, will, will keep you out of all day. Just plain courage. A lot of times Jesus would have to tell his disciples, take what? Courage. Jesus come walking out on water during the fourth watch of the night. Disciples would be all freaked out, all scared. Jesus would yell at them. Take courage. Take courage. See? Because there ain't but so far you can go in this thing called life, in this walk with God without courage. Courage is like, the, like a glass ceiling. You be trying, I want to go further with God. I want to go higher with God. I want to go deeper with God. But you're not taking courage, so you keep running into that same glass ceiling. When you get that, when you get that fear out of the way, God will open up a whole other dimension. God will take you into some places you've never been before. God will show you some things you've never seen before. God will have you doing some things you've never done before. Courage! God will show you some things before he'll tell you some things. Do you see? Do you see what courage did for David? Just courage. Just a little, a little courage. Give him a little, little taste. I was a basketball, football coach for many years. A lot easier to teach the game to, to a young man or a young woman that's got courage. Remember once I was in Nigeria many, many years ago. I was swimming in a swimming pool uh, in a place called Ibadan. Just uh, swimming, just swimming around. And uh, nobody was in the swimming pool but myself. I'm just enjoying the water. It was very hot. And a young college Nigerian girl come out to the swimming pool. She was in the shallow water, splashing around. I was just kind of looking. I was in the deep water, just laying back. She just splashing around, trying to swim, coughing, choking up water. I said, do you want to learn how to swim? She said, yeah. I said, if you do exactly what I'm telling you, you'll be swimming 
before this day is over. She said, all right. And I took her through the five steps, just like when, I'm, when I've taught many of the young people here at the church. And this young girl was very, very obedient, and she was very, very courageous. By the time, in a matter of, I don't know if it was even hours, this young girl was swimming in 15 feet of water, swimming across just like it was nothing. Obedience and courage open up totally new dimensions for you. Get past courage. Quit being scared to die. That's number one. Death is not a punishment to us, children of God. The Bible says to be present in the body is to be absent from the Lord. To be absent from the body for us is to be present with the Lord. Take courage, and God will take you higher. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, thank you this evening, Father, for everything that you have shared in our midst. We praise you, Father, for your anointing, for your grace. We thank you, Father, for your wisdom, your knowledge, your understanding. We pray, Father, that your people have been encouraged, uplifted, edified at the preaching and teaching of your word this evening. Pray, Father, that souls have been won into the kingdom. For you let us to know that he who winneth souls is wise. Pray, Father, that by your spirit, by your power, that souls have come into the family of God. And those who already know you in the pardon of their sin, may they have received a word today that will cause their lives to never be the same again. May a word from you today have uh, spurred your children on to higher heights and deeper depths in you. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. Father, watch over us as we part one from another. And continue, Father, we ask to lead us and guide us in your paths of righteousness for your name's sake. This is our prayer. We count these things done in Jesus' mighty name. We pray. Amen and amen. Thanks. You can reach us through email at thechristensternchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website at www.ourchurch.com backslash member backslash t backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe, Spreecast, YouTube, and iTunes at 9 6 p.m. daily. TalkShoe calls 724-444-7444. Enter ID 17959. On Spreecast, type in Robert Bryant on YouTube and the Christian Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryant on YouTube. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our talk show homepage. God bless you and heaven smile at you. In Jesus' name, amen. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.